Hey everybody, welcome back to Devour the Podcast, uh, sp- another special bonus de- episode. I uh, can't speak today for some reason. Um, that is not good when, uh, you know, you're trying to do uh, uh, podcasting and whatnots. So, um, yeah, hey, so we're going to be doing um, a-, a quick look at what I've been watching. You know, I've been doing this horror movie a day for October. Uh, began in September and then things went awry. And, and so now here we are doing... Uh, some some spooktober uh reviews yeah so again thanks uh on the last morbid mondays uh some people recommended some movies and i appreciate that and i will uh, i will get to those in the coming week uh but for now i have been left to my own devices once more which means uh a little bit of a, a mix of found footage stuff that i've been enjoying and and just random uh movies that i've been checking out on uh as they pop up on the streaming services and whatnot. So, uh, as always, thanks for listening. If you haven't subscribed to Devour the Podcast, please do. Various social media, plugs, yada yada. Let's get to it. So, I watched uh, Avenged, uh, which is a movie from uh, 2013. Um, as I, I, that movie, Revenge, popped up on Shudder. Which I've seen, and it, I think it's a great movie. You should watch Revenge if you if you have Shutter. Even if you don't have Shutter, I think you can rent it on Amazon or something. So I I definitely recommend that film. And Avenge sounded kind of like that. Uh, it was written and directed by a guy named um, Mick, Michael S. Ojeda. Ojeda. Um, and at any rate, it's a uh, the synopsis is a deaf girl is brutalized by a murderous gang who are then hunted by her when the bloodthirsty spirit of an Apache warrior inhabits her lifeless body. So uh, that is the summary. Uh, here's the trailer and, and see what you think. Come live with me. Be with me. Zoe, I'm still not convinced this is a good idea. You'll be alone. I'll be okay. seen the American Southwest? It's vast, desolate, and there's a lot of crazies out there. Just promise me you'll stay to the highways. Please, don't let them take me. <laughs> tough. Now, that is not. This is not tired of a piggy. My fiance passed through town a couple of days ago. That pet of yours can't stay. You hear about that death mute gun missing? Yeah. Pretty girl. Just your top, too. What kind of sick mind game you all playing? No game. Yes, sweethearts, come home. Holy mother of God. Skilled, lethal, being controlled like a puppet. Unnatural or not, we all got targets on our asses. We're getting ready to take a big leap. Get married. You okay? You were in the company of the great Apache chief. You became one. A bloodshed will not cease until the last is dead. So yeah, that's the the trailer for Avenged. Uh, it stars uh, an actress by the name of Amanda Adrian Smith, uh, who I think went by Amanda Adrian in in the film. Um, so yeah, the, the synopsis is pretty much the deal. It is uh, you know a, a deaf lady 
what goes out uh, driving is going to go visit her boyfriend or move in with her boyfriend or something and uh, runs afoul of some locals who are chasing a Native American kid and she stops to help the Native American kid out and in the process gets murdered for her trouble uh, as well as sexually assaulted. It's a nasty bit of business, as you would imagine. And, um, yeah, so there is a a lot of uh you know sexual assault uh in in kind of peppered in the front end of this movie which is a little uh unpleasant and also you know like i don't want to be a, a total uh bleeding heart liberal about this but also a, l- a little bit of native american appropriation one would argue um it doesn't necessarily feel terribly authentic uh it just seems like something that was done um, I, I could be wrong. Like, uh, Michael S. Ojeda, Ojeda, uh, could be a, uh, a native American himself. And, you know, you know, that takes some of the sting off of it. It just doesn't seem like you're, you're treating the, that material with all that much reverence. Um, it's super cheap and, and looks it and, and feels it. It's, uh, the direction is not great. The editing is sometimes a bit confusing. Um, there's a lot of, attempts to make it stylized but it just comes across as looking like you know like a graduate student's after effects thesis or something it doesn't ever look very good um and i'm pretty forgiving uh, when it comes to special effects and whatnot i even i was just like eh, this is kind of frustratingly bad um yeah it's not a very good movie it you know, it follows all the tropes of a rape revenge film, only there's this supernatural element whipped into it. The one thing I kind of dug about it is that her body, because she is a reanimated corpse for all intents and purposes, her reanimated body is, um, falling apart as she goes through the film, like, and as she, you know, kills the dudes, what, what killed this Native American kid and also, uh, raped her and, and, uh, tried to kill her. Um, that, you know, she'll get in tussles and get kind of fucked up. And, you know, as a result of that, her body, she has to like duct tape her wrists because they're all broken and shattered and whatnot. And that kind of stuff was pretty cool. Um, but that's really all there is to recommend this movie. Uh, there, there was some kind of neat stuff in regards to that. And, and that's kind of it when, when it comes to Avenged. Uh, so I would give Avenged. Two stars for somewhat gruesome body horror, and that's it. It's uh, it's kind of a bummer of a movie. So, yeah, sorry, Avenged. But hey, let's keep going to uh, a film. Uh, this one called Fraser Park Recut. It's a found footage film uh, I found on Amazon Prime. In fact, a lot of these movies came from me just looking on Amazon Prime for horror movies to watch that I hadn't seen before. So, uh, Fraser Park recut, um, uh, tell you what, let's play the, the trailer and we'll talk about it on the other side. Here you go. We're making a movie! Yeah. A lot of people have that initial idea of, of making a film, writing it down on paper, but to actually go out and execute it like we're trying to do, that doesn't normally happen. We're going to make a great movie. Fraser Park, scene one. Hold on. What? Who is that? These two guys are a prime example of amateur filmmaking. Let's go back inside, dude. Little Film 101. What? All drama arises from conflict. Run! Run! I think the boys are just discovering how difficult it is to make a film. Okay, so that's the trailer for Fraser Park Recut. Uh, this came out in 2017, just last year. Um, it is written and directed by Sam Hanover and Tyler Schnabel. Um, and it's uh, here's the synopsis. Two aspiring filmmakers document the mishaps of their first feature film with the guidance of their eccentric lead actor. And sort of the gist of the movie is that uh, the main characters are, you know, kind of film students. One of them is... Uh, has a girlfriend that he's about to move in with, uh, about to move away to live with. 
And they're always on the phone and talking on FaceTime on the iPad and whatnot, being in love, you know. And uh, so they go out in the middle of the woods to film this movie along with the, the star of the film, which is a guy that they have cast, uh, you know, out of a string of audition, auditions. And um turns out that he is uh, crazy, um, is, is the problem. And has it in his head that, you know, they're trying to make a movie, but they're not. Uh, there's a, l- a little bit of be my cat in the sense that the, the star is like, no, no, no. I know how this movie should go. So, l- you know, they, they want to essentially make this horror flick with uh, the him as the caretaker. But he gets a little too into the caretaker role and starts to get uh, a little obsessive about making the film great. And... Anyway, you know, things go wrong. He ends up killing some people and being, uh, you know, the, the actor, uh, the crazy kind of actor that you see in movies like this from time to time. Um, kind of one of the, the standard tropes of found footage is that like, Hey, we've, we've come into contact with a guy who is going to help us with this thing, but it turns out he's crazy. Um, it's okay. Uh, I, you know, we're going to talk about another found footage movie here in a few minutes that is a little more. Mm, I would, I would say, uh, it feels more authentic than something like this one, uh, which I didn't feel like I felt very authentic at all. Um, it feels very crafted and eh, it's, it's again, it's not a terrible movie. Uh, the guy who plays the uh, the caretaker actor, uh, David Lee Hess, is the actor's name, and he's quite good. He he's very sinister, and is the best thing about the movie uh, for sure. And yeah, it's you know it it's real media mediocre. It's real middle of the road in terms of these found footage movies. It's it's not real crap. You know, it's not bottom of the barrel, and it's done with a fair amount of. Um, of confidence, it certainly feels more professional in a way than um, Avenged did. Even though Avenged is a more narrative film and it's not found footage at all, Fraser Park feels like it, it's in the hands of more talented filmmakers. But it just doesn't set itself apart from this kind of movie, uh, other than the performance of of the the villain as played by David Lee Hess being uh, kind of a cut above. And so I'm going to give uh, Fraser Park Recut uh, just a real middle of the road two and a half stars out of five. Um, you know, you might enjoy it. It's it's not bad. It, it's got a quick runtime. It runs about 71 minutes. You know, it kind of gets in, makes its point, and gets out. There's not a, a big body count. Um, but, eh, yeah, it's fine. It, it, it's a pretty good background movie. I'll, I'll give it that. Um, so yeah, let's talk about, uh, the third film that I watched over the past week. And that is going to be another found footage movie. Uh, we've only got two more found footage movies, folks, I promise. But one of the other found footage movies is, uh, is Screamers. Um, and here's a listen to that trailer. Homepage. Homepage, guys. Yeah. Our homepage, Chris. <laughs> we need homepage from you. Chris. What do you hope is the future of the company? We are people's first connection when they turn on their computer. That is the ultimate goal. I want to make Giggler into a billion-dollar company, and we're going to do it. Watch us on the cover of Time magazine. All right, we have a huge video, okay? And we all know this. If we don't capitalize on that video, we're nowhere, okay? So here's what I want to do. Abby, check out this video. See what you can find, okay? Griffin, find out who's making these things. We are supposed to not be able to track you. But the truth is, we can track you. This is uh, Tom Brennan from Giggler.com. Were you the person responsible for making the the videos that were submitted to us? How did you you get this number? In this first screamer that we got, I realized this grave belongs to a Francis Tumulty. Okay, who is? Is one of the prime suspects of Jack the Ripper. No way. 
I'm looking at the original Screamer video. Let's. I'm it's scrubbing the same this. girl. It says she's been missing for years. I mean, there are dozens of news articles about the disappearance of this girl. She's some guy. This is a prank. This is for real. You know, it must be a real girl that's kidnapped by Jack the Ripper. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh my God! Okay, we take this camera, we go up, and we confront them. We have an address. Let's go knock on the goddamn door. Tom, I don't think this Tom. is a good idea. We just, just. No, man, this is a good video. Tom, Tom, it's okay. Come on, guys. What the hell was that? Okay, so uh, Hashtag Screamers is technically the name of this movie here, uh, as if, you know, it weren't obnoxious enough. Um, So this is another found footage film. The synopsis goes, when an internet company decides to investigate a series of Screamer videos, they're confronted with havoc and hell they could never expect. Um, And the Screamer videos are uh, like that nun teaser where it's like, hey, turn up your volume, and then it's somebody yelling at you like an asshole. And it's kind of that. And here's what I like about Screamers. Is Screamers itself is not very scary. And the biggest problem with the movie is that the scares are not good. That said, it has an air of authenticity, and I think the performances in it um, are the best of the crop of found footage movies that I saw. So it, it puts me in a weird position because it's hard to recommend the movie because on the one hand, it kind of fails at the primary goal of being a good horror film, but it's a good example of what you need to do in a horror film to be uh, authentic and and have some a sense of fidelity. And so I, I'm kind of torn on this. And the whole deal is that the, the guys, um, the main characters, uh, Chris and uh, Tom, are starting this website called Giggler that is basically a landing page. It's almost like a Reddit or something where it remembers what sites you've seen. So if you're searching for the same thing, it kind of weeds out um, what... It weeds, weeds out search results that you've already seen. So it give, it just fronts new stuff to you. And, you know, I do enough with SEO and, and internet stuff that that kind of thing is kind of interesting to me. And there's a bit of uh, a to-do about how they're kind of stealing privacy at the same time that they're tracking what you're seeing. And that's how they they can build their site and so forth. And yeah, so part of that stuff was was kind of interesting on a technical level to me, or at least the you know the digital philosophy behind uh, the the filmmakers. But as soon as it gets to hey, we're going to track down the makers of these creepy videos and find out what the fuck is going on with them, that's the part of the movie that I thought kind of fell down and and wasn't all that interesting and. It just becomes a series of jump scares and the rest of the movie had done such a good job of building these characters and I understood their relationships and their conflicts and even like, oh, well, there's a girl who works in the office that might have kind of a crush on the Chris character, but she's never really acted on it. And, you know, en- enough little detail that I was like, this is pretty good. And then when it gets to being a horror movie, it it, it just isn't all that interesting is the problem. So uh, that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna have to give uh, hashtag screamers, which is not a great title, um, uh, another two and a half stars. Again, it's it's almost good enough to be recommendable it, until it gets to the horror part. So I would almost say like if you just want to see how the mechanics of a found footage movie, if you're like myself, if you're interested in sort of what makes these movies work and what makes them not work, uh, what makes them fail, then there is something to be said for this is worth a watch to see how a found footage movie can do everything right except the thing that it ought to do most, which is be frightening. And, it, yeah, it, it, it's a real disappointment. I, I, I was thinking as I was watching this movie, I can't believe this movie is not higher rated. That seems so cool. 
I don't understand why more people don't like it. Oh, it's not very scary. Mm, bummer. Um, let's go to a movie that is not a found footage film. And let's talk about a movie called Cold Skin. And here's the trailer for that. There's your island. No birds. No weather official either. Where is the weather official? He went out one day. I never saw him again. I appreciate your concern, but I'm not about to turn back now. She learned her lesson. You can speak with the beasts. Not speak. Come on. Cute that way, aren't they? What has he done to you this time? We are the invaders, which makes us the enemy. You want to conquer them, is that it? Oh, no. I want to exterminate them. So, uh, Cold Skin is from 2017. It is uh, directed by Xavier Jin, uh, what is the guy who did Frontiers, uh, that French film, um, written by Jesus Olmo and Aaron Sheehan, and stars Ray Stevenson, um, who is like, you know, Ray Stevenson, and even if you don't know that you know Ray Stevenson, because he's been in Good Lord Just Everything. Um, he was in one of them Thor movies. He was in, uh, as Volstag in a couple of them. He was in book of Eli. He was in Punisher Warzone as Frank castle. Um, anyway, you would know him if, if you saw him. And, uh, then it's also, uh, got a guy named David Oaks in it who I did not recognize. Uh, but he's been in a handful of movies like love by design and sins of a father and, it apparently was in Ripper Street, uh, which I never watched, and a movie called Truth or Die. Anyway, I didn't know him from from nobody. And then rounding out this, the cast uh, is a lady named Ara Garrido, um, who is a Spanish actress, and uh, she plays um, the fish lady, Anaris. And speaking of fish ladies, so the, the premise of this movie, here's the synopsis. In 1914, a young man arrives at a remote island near the Antarctic Circle to take the post of weather observer only to find himself trapped in a watchtower besieged by deadly creatures which live in hiding on the island. And yeah, that's kind of the deal, right? Is that this David Oakes dude shows up and he wants to get away from the things of man and ends up uh, taking a post as uh, the weather guy at this island in the middle of nowhere. And in so doing, um, he essentially isolates himself on this island. The only other person on the island is Ray Stevenson, who is this older dude that works the lighthouse um, and keeps people from crashing uh, into it, one supposes. And, you know, very quickly... Uh, David Oakes realizes that when the sun goes down, these humanoid fish people attack and, uh, and, and loot his stuff and try to murder him and whatnot. And also that Ray Stevenson has a pet, one of these, uh, in the form of a lady and he is kind of having sex with her. Um, and along the way, David Oakes kind of develops his own feelings for the fish lady. So it's kind of a a reverse, like a gender-swapped Shape of Water in some ways, only it's not nearly as good as Shape of Water. It It's this weird blend of kind of this siege monster movie, which I enjoy, and a meditation on sort of masculinity and, and competition and isolation. 
Um, and yeah, it's there. Are, there's a lot going on in Cold Skin, and I think most of it is really interesting. Like I, I enjoy the movie a lot. I think it suffers from some dodgy CGI here and there, which isn't terrible, but it's a little distracting in, in terms of it being noticeably CGI as opposed to uh, blending seamlessly with the film. Um, I think that the relationship between Anaris and, and the David Oakes character is a little half baked, you know, it's certainly there and is touched on, but I never found it to be like satisfying in the narrative. Uh, Ray Stevenson, I think is really good in the movie. I think David Oakes is really good in the movie too. I think the performances all around are, are pretty, pretty solid. And, um, you know, and it's a monster movie where fish people try to eat people. And I can always go for that to to some extent. I I thought it was a good movie. I enjoyed my time with Cold Skin. I just didn't think it was a great movie. And it was one that Duncan had recommended to me and said, this is totally up your alley. Which he was right. It is totally up my alley. Uh, It is a movie that I had I known was out there, I would have sought it out. Because, again, it sounds very much like my thing. There's a a hint of Lovecraft to it with the uh, sort of shadow over Innsmouth. Uh, fish people coming out of the water and whatnot. But yeah, at the end of the day, it was just like, ah, eh, okay. It I, like, I don't think it did anything incredibly well. It just did it all reasonably well. And, but it left me feeling a little bummed that it wasn't more consistently good, which is, again, it's just kind of frustrating. You know, I wanted the movie to be better than it was. I kept finding myself being somewhat disappointed in the, in the film along the way. Uh, maybe because I, I wanted it to be better than it was. And I, but I also felt that way about frontiers. Uh, as I recall, it's been a long time since I've seen that one, but I remember thinking that in terms of like the French new wave horror that was coming out around the time, like, you know, martyrs and eel and inside and, uh, frontiers was kind of in that mix. And I remember thinking, well, this is kind of the weakest of those. And I, maybe the, you know, Xavier Jean is just not, the director for me, potentially. Um, on a side note, I totally would have fucked that fish lady, though. Am I right, y'all? You should watch it just to answer that question for yourself. Left on an island, would you have sex with with the fish lady? Um, I would be curious uh, how everyone comes down on that particular question. So, uh, yeah, so that's Cold Skin. You know, it's it's worthwhile. Um uh, I'm trying to, I'm debating whether or not this is a three star or three and a half star movie. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's three and a half stars. It, you know, it does enough right. It's worth your time. Okay. Let's keep the ball rolling here. Um, let's go back to found footage or last found footage, uh, discussion of the evening. This one, Hell House LLC part two, uh, the Abaddon Hotel. Alex, you lost everything. How the hell do we have a way out? Have you ever been to Rockland County? A little town called Avedon, just north of the GW, right along the Hudson? Why would I have ever been there? Because there's a hotel there called the Avedon Hotel, and it's completely vacant. What, do you want to start a bed and breakfast? No, Mac, that's where Hell House is going to get its second life. This hotel has a long history of unexplained events being caught on camera. Why do they guard it so much if they're saying there's nothing wrong with it? I don't believe in ghost stories, but I don't want to take any chances with you guys. We're going to be in and out in an hour, tops. These poor individuals who have gone missing were amateur ghost hunters, not trained professional investigators. Miss Fox, you've been missing for five days now. Can you tell us anything you remember of how you wound up walking along on the side of the road tonight? Can you tell us anything about where you've been since last Sunday? Miss Fox. 
I say drop whatever you're doing and head to the exit, you do exactly that. Lovely Molly's in the basement with her friends. Okay, we're, we're leaving. Go, 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 go! There was so much blood. Uh, this movie was released just this year, uh, exclusive to Shudder, I do believe, uh, at least initially. And uh, the summary goes, it's been eight years since the opening night tragedy of Hell House LLC, and still many unanswered questions remain. Thanks to an anonymous tip, investigative, investigative journalist Jessica Fox is convinced that key evidence is hidden inside the abandoned Abaddon Hotel. Evidence that will shed light on the hotel's mysteries, she assembles a team equally hungry for answers with one goal, break into the hotel and discover the truth. So, yeah, this is a sequel to uh, a found footage movie that I, I thought was quite good uh, called Hell House LLC. And I thought that movie um, was really creepy and was one of the few found footage movies uh, of, the, of the past few years. And I was like, wow, that really creeped me out in a way that I enjoyed. Uh, it's written and directed by Stephen Cognetti. And, uh, yeah, it, uh, so this is a, one of them, Hey, you know, shutter got their hands on it. Uh, the, the first movie was, you know, certainly made a splash, I think was generally well regarded. Most of the people I've talked to about hell house LLC have been pretty quick to say that, uh, they enjoyed it and I am one of them. Um, but when it comes to part two, I find it a little frustratingly goofy. Um, it doesn't feel real is the problem uh, that the um, some of the performances are a little clunky. Um, they're like there's still some spooky shit going on in the movie. There's still some good gags. But there's not enough to overcome the fact that some of the performances aren't great. The rationale for the film and, and sort of the ultimate reveal of the film, because it, it does go uh, into sort of expanding the mythology of the Hell House uh, series or the franchise, such as it is. You know, I mean, it's two movies now, but still, it does what a good sequel should do, which is do the stuff the original did, but also flesh it out. It's just in the fleshing out of that, I found it to be kind of bad. Um, I just didn't enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, it, it was a real bummer uh, in that way. Um, I, yeah, I wish I liked it more because I did genuinely enjoy the first film. And I think that the uh, Jessica Fox character... I, I think she's all right, but there's uh, another lady along for the ride. Uh, I think it's the the Molly character, if I'm not mistaken, who I don't, I just don't like her performance in it. I'm not saying she's a bad actress. I'm saying I didn't like this particular performance, and um, yeah, I just didn't care for this movie. I kept waiting for it to get good, and it never did. And then when it, it shows its hand at the end, it's like, here's what's really going on in the hotel. It's like, yeah, I both saw this coming, and it's kind of dumb. Um, I Yeah, I, it's in a weird way, it's a worthy sequel to the original because it does, like I said, what a good sequel should do, which is expand upon the mythology and so forth. But the other the thing that it it doesn't do is do that in a way that feels satisfying or interesting. And that's, yeah, that's eh, a real fr uh, frustrating thing uh, to, to almost like a movie. Um, so on the list O stars here, uh, hell house LLC to the Abaddon hotel, uh, man, I, I, I gotta give it two stars, um, for a couple of good scares. But that's it. That's kind of it. And that's real disappointing. I'm not happy about that. I wanted that movie to be better. Um, 
Hey, speaking of better movies, the the next two, the last two, uh, certainly are. Uh, let's turn our attention to Satan Slaves, uh, uh, a film also uh, available on Shutter right now. And uh, here's the trailer for that. What is in a different language? So. Tony sisirin ya bu. Rambut ibu kenapa? Ibu. La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. Kuni sama Ian boleh pindah kamar gak dari luar jendela kelihatan areal perkuburan. Di kuburan kan cuma ada orang mati. Tak orang mati nggak bahaya. Kalau memang itu ibu, kita bilang sama dia supaya nggak ganggu kita lagi. Okay, so Satan Slaves is a uh, 2017 film. It uh, is, I want to, yeah, Indonesian is uh, the country of origin for this film. Um, the synopsis is, after dying from a strange illness that she suffered for three years, a mother returns home to pick up her children. Um, that's a very odd description of this movie. Essentially what happens is there's a family that is sort of their everybody's life has been put on pause and and the family is going slowly bankrupt because the mother who was a former pop singer um has grown very sick and is no longer uh pulling in any money and uh her records aren't selling anymore and that kind of shit and then her kids uh start to see some creepy stuff around the house and then the mother fucking dies and so they bury her and, um, but then weird stuff keeps happening in the house. And it turns out that maybe the mother, uh, had been either haunted by or in league with, uh, satanic cults and, and satanic powers. And I got into a, a discussion about this movie on the, uh, the Devour the Podcast Facebook group page because I had mentioned, that I thought it was pretty good. And I do think it's pretty good. And uh, and it was Alexandru who had mentioned that he had seen it as well. And he didn't really like it because he thought it was just kind of an Indonesian version of The Conjuring. To which I replied, right! It is the Indonesian version of The Conjuring. That's totally what this movie is. There's a shit ton of jump scares in it. But I think most of them are pretty good. And also, I think that the ending is way more satisfying than any of those Conjury movies. That by the time you get to this kind of rapid pace insanity in the last act of this movie, um, I was really on board with it. I thought it was really cool. In fact, it's one of the few movies that I've seen in this this group in the past week as I've been watching these movies um, where the ending was maybe the best thing about it. It it really sticks the landing and and... Yeah, I really dig it. There's there's a lot of good, just creepy imagery. Um, I'm partial, obviously, to Asian horror films, having done the Hero Hero Go Show podcast for, for some time now. So, yeah, I mean, there's part of it where I'm like, eh, you know, maybe I just like this kind of movie and this kind of pacing and this kind of imagery that is generally uh, characteristic of, of Asian horror films. But it's just got that flavor, but it's sort of their take on doing a Hollywood Conjuring-style movie. 
the writer and director is uh, Joko Anwar. And uh, I think he keeps things moving. Uh, he had done a movie called Ritual uh, that was, um, I want to say it's on Netflix or was on Netflix for, for some time. And so he seems to be kind of a thriller horror sort of dude uh, of, of his own. And yeah, I just, I, I think it's really good. I think it's a, it, it's a really satisfying, it's, it, it, it's a slow burn on the front end of it. So prepare yourself to just sort of settle in, let the movie sort of build for a little bit. And then once it starts popping off, it goes fucking crazy. And in fact, slight spoilers, there is a kill in the movie where one of the characters gets dragged under a car for a brief instant. That is one of those like sit up and take notice kind of moments in the movie where it was like, Oh really? Satan slaves. That's how we're playing this. So yeah, I really enjoyed it, man. I thought Satan Slaves was a good time. Um, yeah, it it does lean on the jump scares quite a bit, but I think it's fun. I think it's creepy. Uh, I, I really like how the movie re- resolves itself. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a, a a solid four out of five. Uh, I think if if you enjoy kind of curse movies and ghost movies, and if you enjoyed The Conjuring. Or if you were like me and thought, hey, this would be good if it were made better, um, then you would enjoy Satan's Slave. So check that out. Um, and and sorry, Jamie, for ripping on The Conjuring again. We'll talk about The Nun soon and you can have at me. Um, so yeah, Satan Slaves, four out of five stars. Uh, that movie kind of rocks. Um, speaking of movies that kind of rock, let's let's wrap up. Um, with the Netflix uh, offering Malevolent. So here is the trailer for Malevolent. Follow this simple technique. Find a quiet place. Visualize your goal and remember that you are amazing. Confidence is an armor against the world. Say as medium service. Yeah, we're the ghost hunters. This is my sister. The one with the gift. Repeat your goal in your mind. Here's the plan. Angela will pretend she sees a ghost. We'll put on a damn good show and make some money. You said you heard screaming. Yes. Angry. Taunting. I just want a quiet house. If you can control the situation... Stop it. You can influence others. I've come to see if you'll consider leaving this house. Is this your usual routine for all your clients? It's all an act. Angela's gift. You hear that? Something's here. Did you see her? I really thought you could help me. Angela, it's just a house. I thought if you could hear the voices, you'd be able to stop them. Okay, so Malevolent was released this year, Year of Our Lord 2018. The uh, summary of the film uh, goes like this. Siblings Jackson and Angela run a profitable ghost-busting racket, swindling the bereaved with fake detection equipment and Angela's paranormal visions. Hired to investigate a haunted old foster home, the team uncover its terrifying past. Young girls brutally slaughtered, mouths stitched shut, silenced by a sadistic killer. And Angela's on the edge, sleepless, strung out, and losing her mind, no longer certain what's actually real. Convinced she hears the girls crying out to her from the darkness, but supernatural terrors are the least of their problems when they discover the very real evil lurking in the isolated house. Um, 
So that is from Sigma Films, uh, producers of Malevolent. Um, it is directed by Olaf Dufleur Johansson, uh, who has the greatest name of all time. Uh, I wish that were my name. Um, and he, he directed a handful of movies like uh, Polite People, City State, Brave Men's Blood, movies I have not seen. Um, and the film uh, stars as, uh, as Angela Florence Pugh, P-U-G-H, who is uh, known for Lady Macbeth, and she starred opposite, um, what's her name, Maisie Williams from uh, Game of Thrones in a movie called The Falling. And at any rate, and uh, the, the other, you know, kind of named uh, star in the film is Ben Lloyd Hughes, who plays her brother Jackson. And he is known for the Divergent films and apparently was in a National Treasure TV miniseries. I can't believe that was a thing and I can't believe I haven't seen it. So anyway, as the synopsis suggested, the idea is that Angela is Angela and her brother have a scam that they run that is made more convincing by the fact that Angela's mother claimed to have been able to hear the voices of the dead as well and went on to commit suicide. And Angela uh, believes that her mother was just crazy and then she starts to hear voices of her own and worries that she too is going crazy or perhaps uh, what her mother experienced was real. If you've ever seen a horror movie before, you know that that is probably the case. And uh, yeah, so they're, they're checking out this, uh, this super scary old, you know, orphanage kind of joint. And, um, you know, ghostly shit is afoot and, uh, she's seeing girls what have stitched up mouths and, and are running around being creepy. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you malevolent does absolutely nothing new. It is a hodgepodge of things from other films, everything from, you know, hostile to Hill house. Um, it, it cribs liberally from, uh, just about every major horror film or horror franchise. And, and I still don't, there's one thing about the movie. I still don't quite understand as far as like, was that real? Did that really happen? I thought that character was dead. Is he dead? Um, so it has problems, that said, I kind of like Malevolent. Uh, I don't think it's a great horror film. I think it's all right. I, I think it's it, it's a reasonable watch. Um, it, I don't know that I would go out of my way to recommend it to you. But if the idea of... You know, I've said this before on this show. There's something I like about characters who are pretending to be... Um, you know, like psychic investigators or ghost hunters or whatever, thinking that all of it is, is crap. And then it turns out like, Oh no, it's actually real. Um, I like that stuff. I think that's cool. And I, this movie doesn't do the best job at that. In fact, if I were going to point to a movie that you should watch instead of malevolent, that's sort of a better version of it. It's that Ouija origin of evil, uh, sequel. I, I think that's a, a pretty solid film that has essentially the same premise, uh, except you're not going into a house full of creepy kids. Um, so, but Malevolent isn't bad. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to go out of my way to to bag on the movie. It's just not particularly great. It, it's this is one of the most three star three star movies I've ever seen. Where it's like, oh no no no, it's it's better than average. If you watched it, you'd probably have a pretty good time with it. It's got some good atmosphere. I think the performances are pretty good, especially from Ben Lloyd Hughes as uh, Jackson, the the brother, who's a bit of a fuck-up. Um, I like his character a lot. It has a pretty good ending. Uh, there's a moment at the end that I think is very bittersweet and kind of haunting that I really like. So it, it leaves on a good note. But uh, it just doesn't do anything to distinguish itself. And there's a lot of times when, when I was watching it that I felt like I this is a movie I have seen before, or at least pieces of it I've seen before a, a bunch of different times. So, yeah, it's all right. You know, it's available on Netflix now. If you got Netflix for free, 
ain't a reason not to watch it. You could you could do worse. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. Malevolent three stars. So uh, of this crop, the real winner for me, the one that I can easily recommend to you, is uh, is Satan Slaves. And the other one, I, I would say the runner-up is Cold Skin. If you haven't seen either of those, uh, give them a shot. Satan Slaves, I would easily recommend to anyone and say, like, just sit back, give it about 20, 30 minutes to get the the gears really moving on that film, and then you're going to have a blast with it. I, I can almost guarantee it. Um, and that's it. You know, I'm going to, I'll be back in a week to do more of this. Uh, watch another, uh, seven movies. Three of them are, are going to be listener recommendations. And if you want to recommend one to me, drop by the, uh, the Facebook group page for devour the podcast and, uh, and, and let me know what you think I should be watching. Or if you just, if there's a particular movie that you think I ought to give a look, um, or you just want to hear me rail about if it's particularly shitty, that's always an option too. uh, drop by there and, uh, and let me know, or you can go to, um, Twitter and at me at Legion podcasts and, uh, drop me a line there and tell me what I ought to be watching. And barring all, all that, if you don't use any of them social media things, you can just email me at Bo B O at Legion podcasts.com. Uh, any of those will work. So, um, Hey, that's it for now. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Devour the Podcast. We'll have a new episode. Recording a new episode as I'm recording this. We're recording a new episode in about 48 hours. So there will be new uh, Devour the Podcast very, very soon. Um, thanks for being patient with us while I've been kind of getting back in gear and, and into the, the swing of production. And uh, and happy Halloween, man. This is October. It's cool. I'm happy to be watching a horror movie every day. It, it puts me in the, the the Halloween spirit. I'm having a great time. Uh, so, uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks for joining me. Uh, I'll see you in a week. Bye everybody. We all go a little mad sometimes. 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 Devour the 